out to everyone out there in the NXT universes and NXT UK universe. Draped in Gold, Global Boys, we're here to break down both of these shows. But frankly, you guys don't come to see me. You guys don't care what I'm dealing with. I'm here to talk about my guest, my my, my co-host, excuse me. My man Jack Farmer is famous now. Got featured in this week's episode of NXT UK. So I just don't compare and comparison. Give it up for Jack Farmer. How's it going, Mr. Celebrity Man? I ain't jealous. Flobo boys, it's so good to be back. I'm glad to be here. When I say I'm glad to be here, sometimes sometimes co-hosts will just say stuff like that because they're trying to be nice and get the show going. But people watching, people listening, if you had any idea the trials and tribulations I have been through the past couple of weeks, let me tell you, I am glad to be back here on Draped in Gold. I didn't realize how much I missed you, Flobo. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> And the crowd missed you too, man. Our engagement fell off a cliff. You are the show, Jack Farmer. Welcome back. Well, I I will say I agree. I must be the show. And it certainly has nothing to do with NXT doing a lot of recap uh, end of the year episodes instead. Oh, not at all. Drake the Gold broadcasting <laughs> right now live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. People are coming in. Thank you so much for rocking with this award-winning show. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah, I got this one that you sent me. Uh, yeah, that's it. The video award. There he is. <laughs> Check it out. Award winning. Let's pat ourselves on the back. Let's yes. get into our main event. Uh, we had ourselves Mako Satamora, you know, mm-hmm. the legend herself, the living legend herself against number one guy, Gene Blair Davenport, United Kingdom Women's Championship on the line. And this one here was an instant classic, but even though Mako Satamora gets the win, she didn't look as sharp as she had in matches past Jack Farmer. Is Blair Davenport just one step away? of a rematch. Is she one step away of being the next NXT UK Women's Champion? This was a fantastic matchup. I loved it start to finish. And I do want to say, speaking of Mako Satomura, I love that her ring gear kind of looks like the NXT Championship. But oh. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but I just like that little detail. It looks cool. It's, it's enjoyable to watch. That said, you're right. What makes Blair Davenport so good is even in her first ever defeat, she finds a way to keep herself in the conversation for being the NXT champion and getting a rematch. Because Mako Satomura, she may have been lying down at the end of this show, but she will not take it lying down. I have a feeling she will be back, and we're going to see round two between these two incredibly gifted competitors. Can I give a shout out to the crowd this week? the whole like that's not yours <laughs> that's not yours <laughs> that was three that was awesome <laughs> the the crowd was really into it and i have to say watching this week's episode i we need to make it a goal flow but whether or not we ever finally get invited to be the american announce team we need to find a way <laughs> to fly over there and be a part of the crowd i want to see nxt uk live uh whether they do a takeover again eventually or a super show or we just go over there for a a random regular week in week out episode because those always seem to be takeover quality anyways you and i need to find ourselves in the arena for nxt uk live i'm all about that but you know how i feel about goals i'm not sure if i want to do that now (laughs) what you frame is something i can achieve i'm out (laughs) if it's something that's given to us better way better that's what i say american announce team We'll show up we wearing cow- we'll wear cowboy hats and whatever other American flags and everything else we need to do. <laughs> well, I reckon they're Jack Farmer. No, That's darn the worst to- darn tootin'. That's a great. I'm in Brooklyn, y'all. Um, we'll be- 
<laughs> so, so Mako Zetamora, uh, by your own admission, last at the end of last year, was on break in Japan. You were saying she was ducking, uh, not B Priestley, or Blood Davenport, formerly B Priestley. Uh, she got she gets the win today. Doesn't look like a champion because she gets beat up after the match. Now, if you're Mako Zetamora, do you try to put Blair Davenport in the rearview mirror, even though Blair's not think she's done, or do you say, hey, look, you disrespected me. I want that rematch myself. If you're a champion. Well, once Mako wakes up, if I was her, if I was waking up after that attack, if it was me, I would go run and hide. I would get away. I would do whatever I could. I would use whatever political power I have to get Blair Davenport as far away from me as possible. That said, you don't become the final boss like Mako Satomura has by running and hiding forever. So if it was me... I would run and hide, but I have a feeling that Mako Satomura is going to come back meaner and angrier than ever. And if you thought this matchup was good, I have a feeling the rematch that I'm sure is going to happen is going to be even better. I bet somewhere Sid Sally is laughing his ass off. I'm like, you see? He should have been suspended, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, it'd be great if Sid Scally at that point did the the old uh, challenger bit where he walks out on the ramp and claps and points. <laughs> See? <Good>. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking out for your best interest. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a dope main event as a uh, wheel five stud said he liked the main event as well. Go back and check it out if you haven't already. And I'm, I'm curious to see what's happening in the women's division, a very women's division heavy episode of NXT UK, which is mm -hmm. always a delight, always a benefit. But let's talk about the thing I teased at the top of the show. Uh, Jack's famous. No, uh, Amel. Amel is someone we hadn't seen a match since that fantastic video package talking about her being the symbol of French hope. But she gets interacted with two women on that roster, both Ginny and Stevie Turner. Now, you know how I feel about Stevie Turner. I feel like I'm kind of worried about her trajectory now. But now you have yourselves a bit of a three-way action here as far as potential storyline between the three women. Whenever someone gets attention in this business, they're the ones that everyone targets. It's, what do they call it, the tall poppy syndrome? The, uh, mm -hmm. the tallest poppy get, is the one that gets cut. That's what's happening right now. Right now, Amel has gained a lot of buzz, a lot of traction, well-deserved. And so, of course, that is bringing everyone out to try to find a way to cut her down and take her place. That's what I love about pro wrestling is the better you do, the more people come after you. And Amel's seen that. And we're going to see just how great Amel is as she now has to, without a title, which is incredible to say, without a title, she now has challengers lining up to take her on. And I am very excited to see how she handles it. That has to be the most British thing I've ever seen in my life. You're inspiring. Get her. <laughs> what? She didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> She's hanging out just saying, hey, this is my backstory. Now people don't like that. Well, it's in fights, in any type of fights, whether it's MMA, whether it's mm -hmm. pro wrestling, whether it's boxing, the person that's gathering the most interest is the one everyone wants to have a match with. That's why... When you see a Conor McGregor talking smack and everyone wants to have a match with him, even a, a Logan Paul, he's the, he's the famous boxer right now. Everyone wants to have a boxing match with him. Stop. Amel right now is the person that everyone's looking to because that video package was incredible. It got everyone behind her. And now you see people uh, like Ginny saying, look, you're getting attention. 
you're getting everyone's eyeballs. And Jenny specifically is thinking to herself, I'm dressed so well. I am so stylish. Everyone should be looking at me. Why are they looking at Amel? The only way to steal those eyeballs back is to beat Amel in a match. And that's the way everyone's thinking. I think right now Amel is primed to be the breakout star in WWE. I'm not talking about just the NXT women's division. I'm talking about amongst all the lady wrestlers there in the WWE umbrella. I think she could have an incredible year based on how it's already started. Well, I already I missed it, unfortunately, but you made sure I saw as clear as day. Jack Farmer, the second time on mm-hmm. NXT UK, got one of your tweets featured on the show. You're famous, brother. Yeah, that was that was exciting to see. Trust me, I I popped for myself. <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Tweet forever. <laughs> Tweet forever. Yes, that's exactly what we do all day. Uh, but that's that's what is surreal. But but here's the thing: I got to ask you, as a big Amel fan, you had Jenny get in her face. She didn't really do much. She took it, but she lashed out at Stevie Turner. And I'm a big Stevie Turner fan, but I'm a little worried that she's going to be that that stepping stone for other people. If you're a Mel right now, what do you do? Do you go after Stevie Turner, the person you pretty much put in the corner, or do you go after the someone that made you feel that small in Jenny? This is a a tough, tough choice for Amel because, again, this is the the consequence of choice. A lot of times people think having choices is a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Both of these are tough competitors, and both of them are people who are talented enough to be champion but are both in that weird position of needing to win. Mm. So either one of them are going to be fighting for their lives in a matchup against Amel. Now, looking at this, it seemed Amel was a lot quicker to get physical with Turner. So I would assume that that's the the way she's going to go. That's the route she's going to take because she didn't seem to want to get into fisticuffs with Jenny quite as quickly as she did with Turner. But both of them are incredibly dangerous options. To your point, I think both of them could win the championship, but it looks like Turner's the one that Amel's going to be facing next. I wish the best for her. It looks like Amel, Amel's year is going to be a lot ahead of her. Maybe a couple of other title opportunities, so let's wait and see on that. But speaking of opportunities, Marla Grace has an opportunity this year facing Zaya Brookside, who's now one of Zach's friends overnight, it mm-hmm. seems. But what? <laughs> but well, over, overnight? Win. No. Overnight. I'm... Listen, Zaya Brookside, I've said it for a million years. She comes from wrestling royalty. And that's why you could see she was so frustrated with this match, having to have the match, having to earn a spot, having to prove herself as if her last name wasn't enough to do that already. But I don't want to bury the lead here. Myla Grace was amazing. She showed out and really proved her worth and really showed herself well. I want to see more of her on NXT UK. That said, let's not pretend that Zaya Brookside isn't just a champion in the waiting. She was born to be champion. I, the only disappointment I have with this match is that Brookside has to spend more time getting to that title opportunity she should be given. I... <laughs> It, it For those of you who have been watching the show week to week, you know how frustrating this is. Because this time last year, Jack was the biggest hater of Zion Brooks. And now he's all like, well, you know, it's only a matter of time. She's a champion waiting. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I think that you're misremembering things. I think that you are... <laughs> 
um, projecting maybe. I, I don't know if there is a confusion that you're having here, but Zaya Brookside, I always lean on people with the pedigree that have been born into this industry, and that's what she's done. And I think that she's definitely someone who shouldn't have to prove herself with a last name like Brookside. You are so lucky I'm too poor to afford someone to run the tape because I know I can prove it with footage. <laughs> I know I can. Uh, but I like the fact uh, that we're getting a lot more of the women on, on display here. Not to compare, but over in AEW, there is a new championship, the TBS championship. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think NXT UK can benefit from a secondary women's championship or that be too much for a brand that small? Um, with, with adding championships, this is a – always an interesting question to me and and one that we've had off air and i know sometimes there's a lot of i don't want too many championships because it spoils them and the value of them versus there's kind of a bottleneck happening if there's only one championship my belief is you can have as many championships as you want so long as the championships don't become a crutch for everything else mm -hmm. that said I think the NXT UK women's division has so much going on that adding a second championship would be beneficial to them. Okay. Uh, where, and what I mean is, is if you have a show and the only matches you're seeing, and we'll use the women's division as an example of this because that's what we're talking about here. If the only matches you're seeing are the champion defending the title, then you probably don't need a second title. You need to start getting more people reps. In this right. case, they all have reps. So I think it's okay to have a second title. I think it's okay to give another option, if that makes sense. I'm with you. I personally, I'm not saying you should agree or disagree. I would do a secondary title, but I'll give it a stipulation. Much like the, how the Heritage Cup is for guys. If there was like a submission title or something from some kind of British Rounds Rules wrestling title, I'd be all about that as well. Personally. Yeah, and I, I like that too. I, especially because I think that NXT UK has done a very good job with things like the Heritage Cup that shows that there are different ways to have matches and you're a different type of champion as opposed to just being another champion. I'd like to see a Heritage Cup Women's Championship. Hmm, Whip Off Stud and Twitch says, no more titles, please. Wow, you weren't asking me. I don't make them. No, I hear you <laughs> saying it. There's always a counterpoint to that. Too many titles, too much hardware. There's not enough meaning for things, but I disagree. I think in this case, a secondary title would be great for the women of NXT UK. Uh, moving on. How would you feel about an NXT UK Women's Tag Team Championship? Uh, I would not like it only because what I like about the women's division as it is right now, that there isn't an alliance. If it, it feels like once you go into lines then or backstage or the parking lot, you are here to be the top, almost like street fighter, right? Like mm -hmm. I noticed Capcom versus Marvel, you have tag teams, but I think of street fighters being one where you won most of the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Something about that. The NXT UK women's division is very, uh, kill or be killed. Mm -hmm. And no one's no friends anywhere stab each other in the back. That's that's what, kind of what I like about it. What are you trying to say about yourself, Jack? Hmm? I'm I'm saying that uh, <laughs> I'm saying that if we were on Zoom, I'd stab you in the back. <laughs> oh no! But thanks for streaming, Artie. We are not. <laughs> uh, breaking news, at least for me, because I'm slowing the uptake. Uh, it looks like next week is Walter's last stand? Question mark. Uh, we'll get to his appearance on NXT 2.0 a little bit later, but this one threw me for a loop. I had no idea. He had a press conference saying he's going to have one more match, but against Nathan Frazier? Question? Yeah, that was a surprise that this is going to be his last showing. I thought they'd build something like that up just a little bit more. 
That said, knowing that Walter is going to have one more match and it's going to be against Nathan Frazier, in weddings, fathers of the bride always have this saying, and it's when they're giving a toast, and they always say, I'm not losing a daughter, I'm gaining a son. And this matchup feels like the opposite of that. Walter is not just leaving, but he's going to kill Nathan Frazier. And so we're going to lose them both. <laughs> okay, so I was going to say the Walter rub, but if you get chopped to death and forget it. <laughs> I love Nathan Frazier. I feel like he must have drawn the short straw. You know what's going to happen when Walter gets in the ring with that guy? Walter's not leaving with a loss, and Walter's not going to limp out with a mild victory. He's going to kill Nathan Frazier. Nathan Frazier, I love you, but Colin's sick. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> run away. Run away. No one will blame you. No one will shame you. Get away before Walter kills you. I can see Jack as a football coach. Just slide. 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 <laughs> we the haven't hiked the ball yet. Slide. <laughs> the, the first image I thought of when, when Walter was like, I'm facing Nathan Frazier, was Nathan coming up top rope, corkscrew plancher or whatever, and it's getting chopped right out of the air. Just whack. Why right. would, oh my God. Uh, maybe, what if, what if, what if Nathan wins? Then what, what does that mean for Walter? What does that mean for Nathan? I mean, does it matter at that point? What it, what if, I got a better what if for you. What if, just like we just found out about it just now, what if this is how Nathan Frazier found <laughs> out about it? Can you imagine just how much drink he spit out when he saw that come up on the TV? My yeah. last match, Walter's last match is going to be against me. Run, just run, Nathan <laughs> Frazier. Now you say, you say maybe he could win. Look, anything can happen. And Nathan Frazier's talented enough to get a win. Nathan Frazier's talented enough to beat anybody, but... Is it worth it? Is the win worth what you're going to go through having yeah. a match with Walter? I don't think so. Maybe that's because I, that's why I'm a pundit. That's why I'm a talking head. Yeah. If, if I saw my name across from Walter's on a match card, I would disappear. I would put a little knapsack uh, tied to the back of a stick and I would jump onto a train while it was moving and I would go to wherever <laughs> it takes me and I would start a new life. That's what I would do if I saw my name across from Walters. If this is the first time watching Draping Go, mind you, Jack Farmer is 6,000 miles away from the guy and he was still running. Yes. He was still run away. Yes. <laughs> Dylan Matthews, Nathan Frazier, we had chest transplant, and Will Five Stuns, he's going to collapse long. Jesus. Woo. Yeah. Crazy I man. mean, I we might have two Nathan Frazier's by the end of this thing. Nathan <laughs> Frazier top half and Nathan Frazier <laughs> bottom half. He is chopped in two. I just want to be Eddie Shepard to call, oh my word, there's two of them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to move on real quick to to one of your boys, uh, Noam Dar and Sean Samuels. They got that match with a, a, a kid on the horizon. It looks like Noam Dar is a little bit nervous. I know you're a Noam Dar guy. You talk to him, you call him, you text him. How, what's going yeah. through his mind real quick, Jack? These two are some of the smartest guys in all of pro wrestling. I mean, what a way to just find a way to make as much money as you can. You've got Noam Dar. He's a champion. He's making champions money. But don't just stop there. Shaw Samuels taking bets in the back, placing odds, and then just telling his buddy Noam Dar when to get the win so you can maximize the profits. This is brilliant. 
brilliant, Flobo. This is <laughs> such a smart move. Why haven't other people figured this out? I don't know if it was Shaw Samuel's idea. I don't know if it was Noam Dar's idea. I don't know if they came in together on it, but they are about to clean house with this idea. When the office of Johnny Sate finds out, they're going to be in trouble. Uh, they're gonna be in trouble and they're gonna be demoted stripped i have no idea what you do there but <laughs> it's not dope <laughs> you can't take the title from a guy who never loses flobo oh shut up yes you can <laughs> i'll make sure of it <laughs> cancel noam dar no, I'm just i think i i just don't know who's gonna make more money by the end of this thing noam dar making money as a champion or shaw samuels making money placing the bets this is such a clever move this is such a smart thing to do and I think a lot of other people can get in on it as well. I don't know about you, but I'm putting all my money on Noam Dar in the fourth round. I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I am actually leaning towards Noam Dar, but don't tag a kid because I'm a big a kid fan. <clears throat> but now the most important match. What's up? Mm -hmm. What's up? A kid's great. I love a kid. This is going to be a fun match. I, it'll be a fun four rounds. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it seems awfully rigged. Uh, our first match of the card was actually the best match because my boy, Smith and Carter, always in ready and forward, had a match against Symbiosis or some other group. I don't know what's that about. Anyway, tag team action. The tag team ranks are getting a bit of a soft reset because these are both teams that needed wins. But it turns out you can't stop Ash and Oliver. They make it happen. They dominated. Eddie Dennis had egg on his face, tomato on his lapel. We was a washout. It was great to watch. So this was this was the first in the tournament, right? The first matchup. Mm -hmm. Do we know who their opponents are going to be? Uh, it's two? it's stars and master. I'm trying to bring up the thing here. I'll look at the fourth team. I always forget that. Oh, and um, the familiar, the familiar. Rohan. Oh, Roger, okay, Roger, okay. So yeah, yeah, this this makes total sense to me. Okay, thank you. Uh, so I want to first and start off and talk about how how great Smith and Carter are. You know, you were on board with them for a long time, um, and I, cash, I've, said before, I've said before that when you look on paper, these guys, they have the best combination of power, of speed, of tag team fluidity and experience working together. It's not a surprise that they got the win here, especially in a match where both teams needed a win big time here. They're going to be very difficult for anyone they face going forward in this thing, and they'll be difficult for Mustache Mountain if they make it all the way through. I know you like to make fun of symbiosis and you like to think that Eddie Dennis maybe got fooled here, but no, this never. is a, this is a chess game Flobo. And in chess, sometimes you sacrifice a few pawns. I think what Eddie Dennis did here, he sacrificed the pawn. He made everyone think that maybe this was a bad move because he lost a piece. But really, I think what he's doing is saving himself from having to cross paths with the familia because that's just the dangerous group right now. And I think he's finding a way to get around them and find a safer route to get to the tag team titles. It's nope. brilliant strategy by Eddie Dennis mm -hmm. and Symbiosis. It's a brilliant move. And it, we also get to see a great tag team matchup in the finals of this I'll, tournament. You're not, you're it's win-win all around. You're not, you're not gonna do this to me, Jack. You're not gonna do this, because months, I'm telling you, Smith and Carter are the truth. You're like, nah, nah. And Ashton follows you today. And all of a sudden you go, I like these guys. But you somehow do that backhanded smack and go, well, well, Eddie Dennis made sure these guys lost to avoid he's so smart. No, Smith and Carter beat those fools to the ground. I saw it with my own two eyes. Oliver was doing these corner what? kicks with these, with these thigh guys. He's a thigh guy. I know he's a thigh guy. He has to be a thigh guy. These guys dominated. <laughs> the So 
they, they won, and they won decisively. They had a great matchup, but let's not act like they just beat them from pillar to post. This they was did. a very, very competitive, very good matchup between the two teams. Oh, and Carter Fu. They're Smith, great. I've been, I've been saying they're great in the ring for a long time. They're a great team. They do a lot of great things. This might be their moment. I think, do you think they need to win this entire tournament, though? Does uh, Smith and Carter do? I, well, it's if they lose the tournament, that's a hard question. I think of all the tag teams in NX UK, including Mustache Mountain, they're the most complimentary. I think they're the, the yes. most uh, uh, fluid idea. Um, yep. But if they lose a tournament because their 2001 record wasn't that great, it was still seen as an improvement for them. Just to be in the tournament to make the next round, it, it will be a net positive. Grant, it, they make buying that stock and that goes up 3%. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Sweet. I see. No, that's fair. They, I, I, look, I'll say on paper, they are the best team in NXT UK. Like I said, because they can outpace you, they can outmuscle you. And again, their ability to work together is second to none in NXT UK, I think, at this point. Um, there have been some great tag teams in the past, obviously, but I think they work together, to your point, even better than Mustache Mountain. And Mustache Mountain. They work together pretty darn well. So I think you're right there. 2021 record is a bit deceiving, but I think they're going to do a lot better in this tournament than a lot of people think, including Wheel 5 Stud. You, Jack is just doing these low nuggets because if they do it, he could say, guys, look back. I always said these guys are great. I know what you're doing. I graduated from the school of Skip Bayless. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Bayless. Uh, a lot of odds and ends at NXT UK, but before we move on to New Year's Eve, anything you want to mention before we head out to stateside? Just, I, I feel like we say it each and every week, but uh, NXT UK is such a consistently good show. And I know a lot of people only tune into our show to listen to us talk about NXT uh, on the American side of things. But really, you should do yourself a favor and check out NXT UK. I'll admit, I say it before, I was very slow on the take to get, catch up with NXT UK. I wasn't the first to jump on board with it. Uh, in fact, it was only the idea of them restarting that made me want to check in on them. I did, though. And each and every week is an incredible show. Each and every week has just incredible matches. Please do yourself a favor and check out NXT UK. It's on Peacock. It's free if you have Peacock already. Just watch the show. I really thought you were going to be like, oh, Ilya Dragunov and his anger issues. Now he has a kid. <laughs> I thought you were going to bury him. But I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Uh, I New thought Year's that was Eve. actually a great video package for him as well. I NXT thought so UK too. Does su NXT UK does surprisingly good video packages, and they don't get credit for it. Surprisingly good? Uh, the best characters yield the best crap, baby. No, I mean, well, in that case, you're particularly correct. But I mean, what I mean is, I just in general, NXT UK is overlooked. But mm, I think right. that I think that those packages, whether it be like Amel or this one with uh, Dragonoff, is just they're so good at letting you know who the person is while still Absolutely. letting us know that they're great in the ring. So it's, it's just really good, really good stuff there. In all honesty. And I, I think we've mentioned this on the show or, or definitely backstage behind the curtain. Uh, if it wasn't for NXT UK, this show wouldn't be a thing. You know, I, I think NXT UK mm -hmm. is really my favorite brands. I would watch it if I could. I, I live in Los Angeles. So it comes in at noon on Thursdays. It's kind mm -hmm. of a cool treat. Um, yeah. I hope we will watch more of it or watch this show to be inspired to watch more NXT UK. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, top story of New Year's Evil this week. Von Wack. No, I'm just kidding. We have a new NXT champion. It's not Tommaso Ciampa. Braun Breaker with the Breaker Recliner. I don't think it has a name. <laughs> May Ciampa tap out. We have ourselves a brand new NXT heavyweight champion. Jack Farmer is now the time for Mr. Breaker. Absolutely, it's the time. I think it was the time as soon as it switched over to 2.0. I, Braun Breaker is such a big star. Braun Breaker is your guy. Braun Breaker is going to be winning Universal Championships. Braun Breaker is going to be on your TV screen on WWE for a very, very long time in a very predominant role because he's literally everything you're looking for in a WWE superstar. This, mm. If anything, I can't believe I'm saying this, I feel like Braun Breaker's overdue for the NXT Championship. Ooh, no. There are a lot of superstars that I love the idea of. And I like the idea of Braun Breaker. He's a powerhouse. He's fast. He's strong. He's very unique. His theme song's okay for what he does, even above average. But this was his longest match I've seen. And it wasn't his greatest. I felt there was times where he felt a little bit winded. I think there was times where Ciampa had the better of him and not the way we're thinking inside the character of the matchup. Do you think we're pushing him? We, as wrestling fans, are pushing him to the, to the moon way too quickly. I think sometimes you have to perform right away. Is it quick? Sure. But when you look at certain athletes, right? You look at LeBron James when he got signed. It wasn't like, hey, let's have him ride the bench for a little bit and slowly bring him in. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're, you're going to be that guy. You yeah. know, you look at quarterbacks, you know, uh, or Russell Wilson. Hey, you got to get out there day one, man. You're going. You got to be ready. That's what's happening with Braun Breaker. And uh, is it a trial by fire? Sure. I believe Braun Breaker is going to be everything they want him to be, though. I've said before, I could see Braun Breaker standing across the ring from anyone under the WWE umbrella, including beasts, including tribal chiefs, and still feeling like he belongs with them. Will Five Stud says, I may shock you with what I'm about to say, but I am not a fan of him at all. I don't believe in him at all. I mean, I believe you can beat my ass. I don't know what you mean by that, but yeah. not being a fan. I mean, because then the question I had after winning the championship with him posing or becoming a winner, because you can't knock him over winning a match, it was, am I supposed to cheer for Braun? Or am I supposed to not cheer for Braun? How am I supposed to feel about him? How, what's, his, what's his deal? One of the things I like about NXT 2.0, and I, I was slow to the take with NXT 2.0. I was like a lot of us, a curmudgeon about it. I didn't like the changes. And I'm not saying that, that I, it's better in every way than what it used to be, but I think NXT 2.0 is really coming into its own. And one of the things about it is it's not necessarily a black and white, this one is the person you cheer for, this one is the person you boo. It's a little bit more, hey, this is who this person is. Do you like them? And so in this case, you know, Wheel 5 Stud may say, boo, I don't like Braun Breaker. I'm sitting here saying, yay, I do like Braun Breaker. Not because he's making fun of the town he's in, but because <laughs> of just who he is. And yeah. I think it's, it's very interesting <laughs> and fascinating to watch these to watch these matchups. And there's another matchup on the card that we'll talk about later, I'm sure, uh, that was exactly that. It was two guys you would think that everyone's supposed to boo, but because of them having a match, we got split crowd reactions. So uh, this is a very interesting 2.0, and I don't think you're supposed to decide if you're supposed to like them based on what they're doing. You're supposed to decide whether or not you like Braun Breaker based on 
do you like Braun Breaker? I think it's kind of funny, like totally ragging on the town when you're in the studio. <laughs> this town is terrible, like last week. And then we <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yes. Hi, Susie. Your town sucks. <laughs> Your town sucks. I'll see you at the Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> what's next for Champa? Uh, what does he do now? It, it's interesting. What's interesting about what's next for Champa is that everything's open to him. Mm-hmm. I could see him remaining with NXT. I could see him moving to another brand. I could see him working as a trainer. I could see him uh, going after the title again. I mean, to, to what you said earlier, he had everything you'd want to keep up with Braun Breaker. I mean, he had certainly he didn't certainly look outclassed. He didn't look like he couldn't go with the best of the, of the best. So I don't think he needs to leave or retire or anything like that. He did have a little chat with old AJ Styles, which makes me think that maybe he could we could see him mixing it up with guys on Mondays or Fridays. But I don't know. Right now, the future is completely open to him. The future is open to Ciampa, but the future is now, you alluded to it, a title unification match, Cruiserweight Championship and the North American Championship. And it was already announced going into the matchup, the winner would have just the North American Championship. Carmelo Hayes, Roderick Strong, Diamond Mine, and Trip Williams at ringside. And, well, find out who's really about it, about it. Carmelo Hayes, your new unified champion. Pretty solid, but what's that leave Diamond Mine, bro? So this was, of course, the match where... I think most people would say you're not supposed to like either of these guys, but when they had their match, you didn't have that feeling like you don't like either guy. You could hear the crowd pick which one they liked, and you heard the divided chants. I loved this match from the beginning, but I loved how you had Roderick Strong walking out like Goldberg in the beginning. And <laughs> the whole thing felt like a big deal, and there's so much to be said about matches that feel like a big deal. This one felt like a big deal. I've been a Roderick Strong fan for a very, very long time, before his time, even in NXT. But Carmelo Hayes, this guy is the truth. He's the future. He's Mm -hmm. so incredibly good in every way, shape, or form. I loved seeing him get the title here. I'm sure we'll talk about him in just a little bit, but... As far as the future of Diamond Mine goes, Roderick Strong is still a talented wrestler. He can still challenge for titles. I think the Creed brothers are still favorites to win a championship soon enough. And Ivy Nile, I think she's the standout women's performer that's not in the title picture right now. So I'd still say Diamond Mine has got a very bright looking future. Yeah, I'm, I'm with, I know Diamond Mine has to do a little bit of a group there. We saw the Creed brothers are uh, like themselves to be in the Dusty Cup. So the rebound period may be a little shorter than most. But let's talk about Carmelo Hayes. I mean, there's someone that I will admit when he became mm, with more attitude, because you don't believe in antagonists. Ne'er-do-well. A ne'er-do-well, a rapscallion, a vagabond. <laughs> uh, I wasn't a fan either. I said this felt completely unnecessary because a man who won the breakout tournament was a blue chipper I loved. But seeing him now, seeing a little bit of that swag, a little bit of stank, I get it. And even Trip Williams come around a little bit more. Uh, sometimes I still don't understand what he's saying half the time, but neither me, right? So I get it. But Carmelo Hayes may be your breakout star at another level. 2022 he may be the face of this he may be in the little thumbnails on sling or peacock when it's all said and done yeah i've said on our sister show mac mania that i think Double tuesday on spotify yep i think that he could become a triple crown champion in nxt within the course of one year 
which is absolutely unprecedented because he already only needs to win that NXT title at this point to be that guy. What's amazing about Carmelo, especially when he's got Trick with him, is there's something that I always think about when I think about, could this person be the face of a company? And I know a lot of times people will say, how's their wrestling? What's their look? What's their entrance style? But I always think, and I, I know you're on board with this too, could they cut a 15-minute promo to start the show week in and week out? Mm -hmm. That's, to me, the big indicator. Could I see them for 15 minutes every single week spending 15 minutes talking? I think they can. I would trust him. If I was putting together a show, if we were putting together some kind of program, and I said, I need someone to talk for 15 minutes, and Carmelo Hayes is right there, I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, give him the microphone, we'll be fine. Okay, and yeah. I think that is a power. That is something that very few people can do. And the mm -hmm. fact that he can do that while still being able to wrestle, while still being able to do it in the ring, while still having the look, the presence, the it factor, all those other things, this guy's your Randy Orton. This guy is going to be, as long as he wants to, unless Hollywood plucks him up, unless he decides to do something else, this guy, I mean, obviously there's always a bunch of, you know, what ifs along the way, but as far as what we're looking at here, Carmelo Hayes could be that guy that we look at and say, oh, he's been doing this for 20 years, has won 15 world titles, won a couple Royal Rumbles. He's got it all. High praise from Jack Farmer, which means a whole lot now because he got featured in NXT UK as an analyst. So props to that. Yeah, uh, yeah the match was pretty good. I think it was my favorite match of the night uh, by far. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's kind of unfortunate. It, it, it was the opening matchup, but it makes sense to get everyone seated right on a Tuesday night for it. Uh, yeah. And I hope the best for them. Well, and you got to have, I, I'm a, a firm believer in the world title needs to end the show. So NXT title on the line, it, it doesn't matter who's in it. I feel I'm a believer in the, 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 that title needs to close the show. So it didn't bother you that both championships were back, to, well, back to back. I mean, there was promos and stuff, but like the women's title and the men's title, it didn't bother you that it was back to back? No. Okay. Let's, let's talk about that now. Women's titles on the line. Three-way dance. Sorry, right, third threat match. One falls to a finish. Manny Rose, Cora Jade, and Raquel Gonzalez. And Raquel Gonzalez, experimenting with a look, came in a motorcycle. Manny Rose came in a helicopter. Cora Jade had a skateboard. But it was all good, baby. Three-way match. Matt, Jack, Farmer, walk me through this. Do you have a favorite going in this one? Did your favorite win or what? You talk about my backhanded compliments or backhanded comments. What a backhanded comment to Cora Jade there. You're like, I say facts. Ra Ra it happened. Raquel rolls in on a motorcycle, tearing things, uh, tearing it up. And then Mandy Rose flies in from a helicopter also like happened. it's WrestleMania. Cora Jade on a skateboard. That also <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, no shade, man. There's no shade I here. You know, I think this was a great match. I think it was fun. I think that you've got uh, Cora Jade, so young still, just being in there is a win. And I know that after a loss, that probably doesn't mean quite as much as it would uh, otherwise. But if you're that young and still that new to the company overall, but you're in there with Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez, that's a win. That is mm -hmm. that is a very good place to be. And even in a loss, that I would say Cora Jade came out a winner here. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, you're right, coming out on the motorcycle, showing that uh, she has getting some more style points there. Um, 
Raquel, I think at this point in her career, anytime you lose to anybody in any situation, no matter how much the odds are stacked against you, it stings a little bit because she's a winner. She's someone that rarely ever loses. So it's a little bit of a disappointment, I think, for her on her end. But uh, Mandy Rose, this is her show. This is her time. The NXT 2.0 practically built around her. I mean, even the New Year's Evil commercial is simply the camera slowly zooming in on her. This is yeah. her show. This is her time. She couldn't have lost this match because she's, as Triple H's music once said, it's, it's, it's her time now. Uh, I was like, what song? Time to play the game. Evolution's a mystery. Where's he going to go with this? <laughs> no idea. It's, uh, <laughs> So it's, yeah, this, uh, she's going to have that title for a while, Mandy Rhodes. There are some questions that I had, and Dylan echoed this in the chat. He said, he found it strange that Toxic Traction wasn't available on ringside. And then also that Mandy was someone who was looking forward to beating two people at once. Uh, well, because it's kind of interesting, because if you have the gang mentality, you're not bringing the gang. It's kind of like, what were you looking for? But it doesn't matter because she retained. I think... When it comes to stuff like that, it just in this day and age, it, it posts 2020, when someone's not around, I give it a pass because you never know why they're not there. Uh, so I don't look too far into that kind of stuff. But as far as Mandy welcoming it, why shouldn't she? She's the boss of that company. She's the boss of that division. So why would she care? Knock, you know, kill two birds with one stone. And that's what she did. She beat them both. Now she can focus on the next thing. She's saving time. She's not paid by the hour. Might as well beat two people at once. <laughs> you should be an advocate. Paul Heyman would have nothing on you, man. I was like, wait, he's right. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, then our last match, our featured match here, was Imperium featuring a thinner Walter against MSK and Riddle in a mashup match of the ages. Two different classes of styles, but definitely the Shaman and MSK get up on top. Top question I have for you, Jack. Was this an upset? No. It was not an upset. And a great question, though, because it, it, in a way, you would think, because Imperium technically has worked together for so much longer. But when you think about the fact that Imperium has been separated for so, so long that they don't really have, likely, the chemistry that they once had. you got to get back to it. Plus... Uh, Walter probably has a little bit of jet lag. Obviously, they've all been trimming down, which I know has got to really hurt the cardio a little bit when you're trimming down so much. Uh, but also, let's not forget, MSK, former tag team champions, Matt Riddle, current tag team champion. They're used to working in tag situations. Imperium certainly is used to it, but Walter is used to being a singles competitor. Walter, as great as he is in the singles division, he's not a tag team guy. This was out of his element. So I think the fact that Imperium did as well as they did is actually a tribute to them. Uh, now, of course, the win goes to MSK and Matt Riddle, Oh, by the way, the best tag team, though, is the way the DJ was mixing up MSK's music <laughs> and Matt Riddle's I music. I was, that, I was like, oh, this guy's killing it. I loved it. Um, so, uh, yeah, he round of applause as, as a DJ myself. Round of applause. That was great. Uh, so I don't think it's an upset. In fact, if anything, I think I give a little bit of a gold star to Imperium for hanging in the way they did. 
but uh, at the end of the day, I think Matt Riddle's appearance and Matt Riddle's influence has elevated MSK and their long, long journey may actually pay dividends. It's highly off topic, but we're going to give a shout out to those questions in the chat. Mike Wexler, Soccer Monkey Mike, asks, question for both. Is NXT the home of pro wrestling for WWE dead and replaced by NXT 2.0, the home of sports entertainment? I want to go first, and I say this. If it's WWE, it's never been about wrestling. WWE makes variety shows with wrestling as a main product, and it comes down to how much you want it. It's like a cup of coffee. I don't think you're going to get espresso with WWE. You might get one sugar on NXT. You might get the, all the cream in the world on the main roster. But to say that it's one without the other is kind of a misnomer, person. Yeah, I, th I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I, I think, though, to, to Mike Wexler's point, is it the is it the same as the uh, is it the same NXT that it was before it becoming 2.0? Hell no. No. <laughs> Hell to the no. <laughs> uh, the no, it's yeah, it's it's done. It's definitely changed. You're not going to get death metal winged skulls anymore. That's gone. Uh, yeah. But I I think that this version of NXT has a place and has value and is actually a very good show if you're not watching it with a this is different than what i'm used to kind of eye if you look at it for what it's trying to do and what it is which is character driven i think it's knocking it out of the park i think yeah. when you look at uh guys like tony d'angelo when you look at guys like carmelo hayes when you look at guys like braun breaker these are people who i don't know we would have gotten had we not changed the formula of NXT. And the fact that they're there is a good thing. Now, we, there's a lot of great wrestlers that aren't there now, or there's not a lot of great matches that aren't happening now, and that's a bummer. I'm sad for that. Uh, but we move forward, we move on, and we go to NXT 2.0, and I think that what they're trying to accomplish is working very well. Uh, we got a couple minutes here left in this week's episode of Draped in Gold. Your one-stop shop for NXT and NXT content. Learn more at drapedingold.com. Go look at quick hits for you, Jack. Uh, the phenomenal AJ Styles makes an appearance, and Garrison Wall does not like that. I think it's a little form of disrespect. Match is on the card next week. I said this last week by myself, because someone was out there doing other things, that this may be the best way to rehab AJ Styles following out his dissolution with Almas. Do you think AJ Styles has the edge heading into the Lions then next week against Grayson Walla? Of course, AJ Styles has the edge. He's AJ Styles. He's literally one of the very best to ever do it. And Grayson, I ask questions. I'm just saying. Grayson Waller, I have nothing but praise for Grayson Waller, but AJ Styles is literally one of the best ever to do it. So, of course, you got to back AJ Styles. He's always going to be the favorite. Very few people is he not the favorite against. Mm, good point. Uh, also, we have Pete Dunn and that Tony Angelo thing up brewing. Um, it was kind of badass, but also kind of lame at the same time. Pete Dunn's like, that's, that's all you did? And his hand's like mangled <laughs> and like wrapped up. But there's another match between these two guys are going to happen. Do you think Pete Dunn has his uh, revenge or will Tony walk away out in the sunset? I thought this was one of Pete Dunn's best promos. I loved this. This was so great. Your point, he's like, hey, I was breaking your fingers like I do, everybody. Like, it's no <laughs> big deal. Like, you're not, I love that he's like, you're not special just because I broke your fingers. I do that to everybody. And then he says, you get mad at me. So you bring a crowbar and you're like, oh, now he's going to get angry. He's like, yeah, this is all you could do. And it's like, yeah, that would, I'd be on the shelf for a year if that happened to me. But he's like, this is it. 
whatever, <laughs> let's fight tomorrow. <laughs> I Next. loved it. it. It built him as the, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't mean to steal the name, but it built Pete Dunne as the grizzled young veteran of, of NXT. I think well, little guys aren't using like it. Tough dude. <laughs> They're yeah. not using it. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you, to, to bury the lead here next week, the first ever crowbar on a pole match. What in the Judy Bagwell? <laughs> I wonder how many people still get that reference. Uh, <laughs> Just us. It's old guys like us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Best match of all time. But yeah, you know, we all make fun of the on a pole matches uh, just because it's 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 kind of a silly trope. But I think this will be fun. It'll be interesting. Uh, we haven't seen a on a pole match in a while. So I think it's fair game. Uh, I'm here for it. It'll be fun. Let's see what they do. <laughs> uh, well, also, we have kind of the first time we saw Wendy Chu speak uh, being conscripted in a match besides people not knowing she even wrestles. Uh, but the question I have is a bigger question. Amari Miller and Casey are bullying Persia Parade and Indy Hartwell. Why? I, I don't know. <laughs> just, okay. Just... But it was I like I like whenever you take a bunch of different uh, personalities and you mix them up together. And that's what we're getting with the women's division right now. This is a great example of what I said earlier about whether or not you should have a, a second title. This is a good example because right now they don't have the second title, but all these personalities are still mixing together anyways. If I'm seeing stuff like this, I'm okay with the addition with a, an addition of a title. If mm -hmm. that makes sense. It's when it is, if we were just getting Mandy Rose versus a opponent, Mandy Rose versus opponent, you know, champion versus challenger, then right. I say don't do it. But when I see stuff like this all the time, I'm okay with it because I know that the, the characters are still getting room to breathe. Got two more for you. Dusty Cup is back, baby. I was kind of worried it would be dissolved with the reboot. Uh, do you have a team that you want to, I don't know, all the teams have been announced, but do you have a team right now you think would benefit the most from being winner of the Cup? Right now, the one that would benefit the most is probably MSK because they've been gone for so long. They got a huge win against the champions just recently, but the other guys, they've all been having matches. The Creed brothers have been winning matches and beating people up. You know, Brooks and Jensen, they've been having matches. Everyone else has been wrestling. So, <laughs> beating up people up? No, they didn't have matches. No, they, they, been... <laughs> they showed up. Yes. <laughs> I stopped, stopped short of. Uh... I don't lie, Flo, but I you don't. don't. <laughs> they've been having matches. Yeah. So MSK, I think getting a win there would probably be the most beneficial for them to just get them out there and wrestling again. And I think it would be what solidifies them to get that match for the titles, which I think is what we're going for here. Things uh, I'm not sure people are going for. Uh, this Electra Lopez storyline. Uh, next week, there's going to have a match. Zion Quinn against Santos Escobar. And the winner, quote, leaves with her. I'm not sure what that means. Does does Electra have the legato name? Uh, yeah, I this is this is the kind of thing I don't like because I don't like that these guys are fighting over her. In They're general. not. She's assigning them. She's assigning <laughs> you will them. You fight to, over me. <laughs> I don't like, really what? understand. Do they even like? Do they even want her? Do they? Because Zion's so weird about whether or not he even wants to be with her. Escobar. I don't know what their relationship is. Uh, mm -hmm. This It's just a weird... I don't know if I understand what they're fighting for. I think Zion Quinn and Santos Escobar are going to have a great matchup. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if... Now, I'm a Santos Escobar fan, as everyone knows. Uh, uh, uh. 
I don't know if I want Santos Escobar to win or not because it felt like Legado del Fantasma was working way better before Electra Lopez showed up. Ooh, I'm telling. I mean, am I am I wrong? Like, look at the look at their track record. Legado del Fantasma was on every week. They were beating people up. Now it seems like they're carrying Electra Lopez's bags. I think they'd almost be better off without her, to be to be I honest. I think this was a victim of the reboot and it's not so much like the brand and philosophy, it's the actual presentation. When it was dark as hell and gold ropes, it looked like something out of like a movie, having this villain come out, like skin of bronze, majestic, his two henchmen. Now they look kind of goofy just because it's kind of like everyone's having a good time. You know, we had Chase Hughes wearing a giant sweatshirt. This legacy thing doesn't quite mix. So I'm torn. I like the unit as you as you're saying, but I would be okay if it dissolved as well because there's nowhere for that to go. Even the hit row storyline toward the end of 1.0 kind of had an end in a whimper kind of a thing so i'm not really sure well and see that the hit row thing is exactly why i say they were better off without electra lopez because they were beating hit row until electra lopez got involved and then hit row started getting the the one-ups on them so i i think they'd be better off. i feel like at this point if i was santos escobar i would say look if you're not in with legato del fantasma legato del fantasma doesn't want you you go join zion quinn we'll go back to doing what we were doing we were fine before you we'll be fine after you and then everyone's just happy well that's what i like about pro wrestling is happy happy re resolution of issues without fighting yeah contract signings right yes. yeah sit, sit on interviews that's <laughs> Weddings. They're my favorite part of pro wrestling. Oh, hands down. They always work out. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that does it this week for this week edition of Draped in Gold, your one-stop shop for NXT and NXT content. But, of course, first time, new year. Let me ask you, Jack, who was the MVP of NXT? Not to make this, this dark or sad or anything, but I'm going to give the MVP to William Regal because I've given him a hard time, of course, over the months here, and um, I'm just poking fun at the guy. You know, I've always just been poking fun and, and having a little bit of a laugh. Uh, it sounds like he's he's no longer with the WWE. I don't know what's next for him, but I know he's he's a, he's a great value in pro wrestling, and uh, I, I don't know if he plans to continue in the industry, but I'm sure if he does, someone will sign him soon, and if not, they should. Uh, uh, you know, I've always been a big fan of him, and uh, best of luck to him going forward. Uh, well, I'll just not mention my Ashton Smith pick because now it seems weird. Um, but yes, I agree. William Regal has been an institution in so many different eras of wrestling, whether he's a, a man's man or the commissioner Regal or the uh, GM of NXT. So uh, almost like he'll be missed because it's not like he's passed on, but I'll definitely he'll find the role in wrestling because he's given so much to the sport. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Sorry to end it on a downer. Let's end, well, it, on be, a let's end it on a positive note. New well, champions. Gonna, that's fun. I was going to ask where people can find you, but that's the worst of it all. So, uh, <laughs> cupcakes and rainbows? <laughs> no, where can people find you online, Jack Farmer? Yeah, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can check me out on the Mac Mania podcast every single Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can check me out on Draped in Gold right here, which is, you're already watching. You can check me out on NXT UK's, the, uh, where they show tweets every now and again. And so jealous. Um, you know, you can check me out on uh, Santino Brothers. Oh my goodness, this weekend, if you're in LA, come to Santino Brothers for our new show, Handing Out 
beatdowns on Saturday here in Los Angeles. And uh, we also have a uh, return of the King coming in February. That's one to look out for. If you're in LA, you can see it live. If not, it'll be up on the YouTube channel, usually like a week after the show. So you can see it there. I'll be on the call. I'll be chatting, basically just talking over all your favorite bits. Oh, I love it. This is why you're the legend, man. And hopefully I can get a tweet feature at NXT. I tweet NXT every week, UK. What is good? I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous at all. Anyway, uh, you can follow me, uh, Sulking in the Corner, at Global Voice on Twitter, uh, drapinggold.com. Of course, for this show and all the other shows, newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-A-W, amsterdam.com. You know what, man? I missed you. I'm, I just miss you carrying the show and me asking you questions for an hour. But until next week, if you can do me a favor, say the words. Do your best and be yourself.